DJ Glasser, Sean Levine, filling in for Ryan, Nick, and Trista here on this Tuesday at MGM at MGM tonight here on the BetQL Network. We're getting ready to talk with Joe Delara, host of the Cash That Podcast, NBA playoffs in full swing. And we can bring Joe on because uh, we have we have a big game five tonight, Denver and Phoenix. Joe, appreciate you joining us. What are your thoughts on this game tonight? Denver looked great in the first two games. Phoenix answered back, took care of their home court. How do you kind of see this game five playing out tonight with Denver favored by six and a half? Dude, I'm all over Denver. Um, I think that the number at six and a half, I think it's fair. Um, it opened at like three and a half, which I was kind of shocked by, right? But Phoenix has been a relatively bad road team uh, over the course of the entire season. Denver has that home court advantage that's particularly interesting because of the altitude, right? And you have these old heads, you know, you got Kevin Durant playing a ton of minutes um, and, you know, they are already thin. And Devin Booker's even playing a ton of minutes. He's younger, obviously, but they're playing like upper uppers of 40 minutes. They're playing almost as many minutes as they can possibly play. Now they have a quick turnaround, have to go play at altitude. I think this is a tough ask for Phoenix right here, especially without Chris Paul. And I think that Denver is able to take care of business at home. It's one of the better home court advantages in the NBA. Do you think there's any chance, though, that Denver feels the pressure, right? They went up two games early. Now they've got to come back home, and all of a sudden the series is tied. They had the best record in the West all year long. Any chance that they're playing, like, with their back against the wall tonight? Eh, like, maybe a little bit, but I, I think, you know, if you give up that 2-0 lead, yeah, sure, like, there's a little bit of something to it. But I do think that over the course of the series – some, one thing that I have thought was the longer the series went, honestly, the better it was for Denver just because of the fact that they have more players. They have more things that can go right for them. Whereas Phoenix, they really have to shoot. They're shooting so far above expectation. Obviously, you have Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, two of the best mid-range players in the NBA. And what Booker's doing is almost historic, right? What How he's shooting for mid-range. In order to keep up those numbers, and they're still, like, even their wins, it feels like they're barely beating Denver, right? So they really need maximum performance and, like, everything to go right for them. And I think that Denver has enough tweaks that they can make and they can continue to score. So because this Phoenix defense is not particularly good, especially with the switch to kind of take Torrey Craig and Josh Kogi out of the rotation in favor of like Landry Shamit, TJ Warren, because the Suns were looking for a little bit more offense actually to keep up with Denver. So I think that, you know, Denver, they can shoot a couple more threes and, you know, they, they should be able to take care of business at home. Joe, we saw the three big stars in game four just go uh, just go bananas, scoring tons of points. Jokic had 53. KD and Booker combined for 81. They were unreal. If you, if you had to pick between the three tonight, Booker to go over his points prop, which is 31.5, Durant's is 30.5, or Jokic at 29.5. If you had to choose between the three, who would you be most confident goes over that tonight? To me, it's Jokic because of what he's matched up against. DeAndre Ayton's basically getting played out of the rotation uh, with the way Monty Williams is handling this. And you're seeing a lot of Jock Landon, which is just not a recipe for success in the interior. We can, we've seen in the past couple of games, even though you know Denver's dropped two in a row, Jokic is putting up in, like video. They're literally video game numbers, what he's doing right now. And the pick and roll with him and Jamal Murray has been absolutely unstoppable. And... 
Phoenix doesn't have an answer for that. There is, there is absolutely no answer for that. Whereas with Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, they're shooting so well. Like, it's tough to say I'm not confident in them, right? But there should be a little bit of regression to the mean because you have Aaron Gordon, you have KCP, you have, like, relatively good defenders that you can throw at them. All they need is a bad shooting night, and, you know, they're just not necessarily getting the volume up. But Jokic, there just is no answer for uh, for him on the interior, in my opinion. Let's stay out west and move on to that Warriors series, or shall I say that Lakers series. Right now on BetMGM, the favorite to come out of the west, outside of Boston, the favorite to win the championship. So depending you know, on what ends up happening by the end of the night, who knows, the Lakers might be at BetMGM's favorite to end up winning the championship. Are you a believer in the Los Angeles Lakers? Dude, I, I like the Lakers a lot. I was on them in the series, and part of it, and a lot of it really has to do with Anthony Davis looks awesome. Right, so we saw that alternating pattern where he just wasn't was having a good game, then a bad game, good game, bad game. Finally, had another good game uh, in a row. But the biggest thing is that the defensive flexibility that he has is so important, right? And that's going to be a problem. It's a tough matchup if Denver gets through. If Phoenix gets through, they definitely don't have an answer for Anthony Davis, right? Like DeAndre Ayton, I don't think can cover him at all of the levels that he can play. And then in the Eastern Conference, I'm not super confident that Philly is going to get through, right? So you're looking at a Boston team that has weird bigs, like, but Anthony Davis could still realistically be the best player on the floor in any series moving forward. Uh, I think maybe it's, it's definitely closer with Jokic, in my opinion, just because of how good he is at every facet of the game. But the Lakers have a lot of contributions across the board. Joe, we Joe, saw when the Lakers oh. were up 3-1 in their series against Memphis. I didn't get that. that. Uh, Try again. Joe, we saw in that series against Memphis when the Lakers were up 3-1. They blew them out in uh, in Game 5. Memphis blew out the Lakers in Game 5. Do you see the Warriors kind of doing that same thing again? The Warriors haven't shown me anything that does that makes them deserve to be a 7-point favorite because that's where this market's moving I don't really see it. And the biggest thing here is, honestly, they can't score. We're seeing a lot of Curry, right? But what the Lakers are able to do, and I kind of alluded to this before with Anthony Davis and his defensive flexibility, we always talk about how, like, drop coverage is bad in the playoffs because of, you know, the threes that you can take, et cetera, et cetera, right? But with Anthony Davis, you can actually play high drop. And it looks a lot like hedging, which you can't do against the Warriors, but high drop is allowing the Lakers, who basically are one of only maybe three teams in the entire NBA that can run that, between Anthony Davis, Bam Adebayo, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and they're able to pressure Curry up at the perimeter, and they're able to stop the drives because Anthony Davis is so good, he's so fast, and he's so long and athletic. And that's the thing that I don't think the Warriors have any answer to, because they just don't have the personnel. Kerr can only coach them out of it so much. Without the personnel, it's really hard to counter Anthony Davis. Are we seeing the Warriors die? I'm not talking about this game or this series. I'm talking about, like, this 10-year run. Is this, the, is this the beginning of the end of it? I mean, Draymond's up for a new contract, right? So they spent all that money on Jordan Poole, and he's riding the bench. It's, it's going to be a tough situation, I think, for them, where they really have to decide, like, who's getting the money next year, right? But I do think that the Lakers in particular pose a particular, like, 
difficulty for them in terms of the matchup. I think that they would actually have a decent matchup against either the Nuggets or the Suns. But the Lakers are just that team for them that I think is problematic personnel-wise because they just don't have any counters. Uh, we'll have to see where the money is, but Draymond Green's going to deserve a lot of money. I mean, you saw all, all defensive first team this year, I think. So he's he's looking for that defense. He's one of the captains on the offense. We'll see what happens with them, but I, I wouldn't be overly surprised if you know maybe one of those core guys you see in a different uniform next year. Joe, I know you're a Knicks fan. Any hope for your Knicks that they can make this a series against Miami? Dude, this is tough, man. <laughs> like, I thought that we were going to just get, you know, we get through the Cavs maybe, and then you get, you know, gentlemen swept by the Bucks, and it's like, all right, well, it's fine. We had a good season. But, um, look, I, I think that the way that this series has been, the Knicks, they're not hitting their threes, but and that's what everybody keeps pointing to. But the big thing is that the Knicks – on the whole season, they've had this big edge in turnovers and offensive rebounding and basically second-chance points, points in the paint. Miami is good at stopping all of those things. So you're not seeing that edge. And then Brunson's hurt. Randall, he's hurt to a certain degree. Obviously, he's back. And we're, you know, the effort's been a little bit lacking at some point in time. But he had comments saying, you know, Miami wanted it more. What is that? That's terrible energy, in my opinion. So I'm hoping that there's a chance here to maybe push this series a couple more games. But we know what the numbers are with teams down uh, three to one in the playoffs. It's it's not looking too good for my Knicks here. If anything, in hindsight, aren't we kind of looking back and thinking Miami should have been this team all year? They've been to what two of the last three Eastern Conference Finals. They've got a loaded roster. They're doing this without Tyler Hero. I don't think we should be that surprised. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things with Miami. Spo is like it just—he just keeps the team seemingly separate himself from the rest of the coaches in the NBA in terms of what his talent level is and what his intellect level is. And I think he's Absolutely. by far the best coach still left in the playoffs. And when you have Jimmy Butler, who literally turns into Superman in you know in the playoffs, it's tough because they really do have the best player on the floor in almost any matchup right now. And it's almost like you really do have to consider him to be a different entity in the playoffs versus the regular season. So it's it's tough for the league, right? Because they don't want to encourage load management and resting your guys and having the KG injury reports. But Miami's been doing it, and it's been it's it obviously looks like it's been successful. Would you take a shot on Miami to make the finals, whether it's Boston or Philadelphia, regardless of who they get? Do you think that they could win that series? I think they, there's definitely things that they can do, right? And you're probably still getting a better number now than you would, you know, after a couple more games here, just based on the fact that, you know, New York could maybe push a game or two, tire them out. You never know, right? But I think schematically and coaching-wise, you have a huge edge with Spo. So if they're able to beat New York, you know, tomorrow, no tomorrow night, right? So on Wednesday night, they should have a pretty good rest edge in that spot because I wouldn't be surprised to see Philly and Boston go seven games. That gives you that time to prepare. You get that edge in round in the first game. So I don't I don't hate it. I'm probably not looking at the NBA Finals, but maybe like a Jimmy Butler Eastern Conference Finals MVP type of bet because if he's not the best player winning that award, they're not winning that series anyway. So you brought up the NBA Finals, and I'm trying to pin the tail on the donkey here. Tell me, who's going to end up playing the NBA Finals this year? 
I, I, dude, I, I think it's the Nuggets, man. I think that that team is so good. I really think that they have the best chance to come out of the West still. I love them tonight. I love them uh, really in any matchup still moving forward. And I think that they would have the best player on the court. They have the best player in the league, in my opinion, in Jokic. And I think that even with some matchup problems, maybe with Anthony Davis, obviously it would be an awesome head-to-head matchup. That would be something, right? Uh, Jokic wins finals MVP over Embiid. That would be quite the storyline. So we'll, we'll see. But I really like Denver. What they can do at every level in terms of their offense is something that – and it's been so sick with Jokic at the top that I really am looking forward to watching them play. I love watching them play basketball. I think that the offense is just incredible, and they do just enough on defense to kind of keep them there. Joe, is there any way that you could take a Jamal Murray future to win a Western Conference MVP or even a Finals MVP over Jokic, or is there just no way that Murray could could win that award over the Joker? I actually think that that's a great point that you're raising because I've seen Joker at, like, basically almost the same odds. You're basically getting 20 cents better for him to win the MVP on whichever one, whether it's conference or finals MVP. I don't think you should be laying that just because Murray could drop 30 points a game for an entire series. And you're like, oh my God, this is the best player in the world. You know, and then you almost forget Joker did. And it's like, this guy was incredible shooting the basketball and he is the point guard. He's bringing the ball up. I think that there's some narrative that Murray could win the award. So I I don't hate it as a little sprinkle if you want to. Um, But I do think that the best bet is really just on Denver to win the finals, and especially to win the West, honestly. Yeah, Denver, they are loaded. They have Joker, and then they have so much depth on that team. He is Joe Delera, host of the Cash That Podcast. Joe, appreciate the time, man. Great stuff. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, thanks, guys. It was a pleasure having you, or having me. (laughs) 